Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing, and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Mason, Ready Player One is hotly anticipated. It's nostal- It's a nostalgia trip for the mind and the virtual reality. I want to be clear, it's not hotly anticipated by me. Okay, listen, Mason. It's yes. also not hotly anticipated by me. That being said, we'll do this episode <laughs> of Caravan of Garbage about it because it, it ties There's in. a DeLorean in it. There's a DeLorean in it, all right? What do you want? <laughs> okay, great. All right? Nice. It, this is where this episode is on. It's hotly anticipated by many discerning viewers. Yes. Mm. So, look, we thought because the DeLorean probably plays a prominent role in that film, probably. Mm-hmm. There's a Back to the Future cartoon from the, from the 90s that, yeah. we can, that we can talk about. It ran for two seasons. It's a handful of episodes. It has not the voice of Christopher Lloyd, but he does bookend the ser- the, each episode in live action. Huh. Yeah. As Doc Brown? No, as the guy from Suburban Commando that he played. Oh, interesting. (laughs) No, it's as Doc Brown. And I'll tell you this, Mason. Yes. He's bloody all in. Really? He's 100% committed to this. Okay. It's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not good stuff, but it's good stuff. So this, uh, every... No, I never watched this. No. But I did read a couple of issues Mm. of the comic book. You've got a a couple of body issues, Mason. There's a comic book. Oh, come on, mate. There was a comic book spinoff. Uh, from Harvey Comics, creators right. of Richie Rich, Casper oh, yeah. the Friendly Ghost, yeah, yeah. et al. Yeah, et al. Pretty good. Okay. Remember an episode where they went to bloody 1920s gangster time? What was it like? 
Really good. Do they? What happens in this episode? Well, Mason, it's set after Back to the Future 3. So yep. Doc Brown is uh, hanging out with these time displaced kids that shouldn't exist. He should kill them. He should kill them. He should kill they them. They shouldn't, shouldn't exist. Yeah. What if the, at every at the end of every episode, it, you know how like in like you'd watch the GI Joe cartoon and there'd be yeah. like a lesson at the end of hey, why don't you help an old lady across the road or whatever? At the end of each one of these, he just stands over their beds as they sleep, and he's got a rock in one hand and he like <laughs> contemplates. Every episode, he's got a different thing in his hand. He contemplates, he's got a wrench or whatever. He contemplates killing him. <laughs> And then it's like, then like a rainbow and it's like, bring, don't kill your kids. <laughs> Brought to you by the department for not killing your kids. <laughs> Carry on. So he's got two kids, Jules and Jules Vern. Jules and Vern, yep. Uh, I don't remember which is which, but one's an idiot. So oh, that's a shame. That, that fact is in. Is, yeah, that, is that Clara's fault? Yeah, but they're both she's pretty smart. Yeah, she's just from a different time. She's not an that's idiot. True, yeah. She's just from the old West. Yeah. Where everyone's just fallen into carts of manure and that's true. whatever else they were doing. Making yeah. fun of Nikes and maybe Chinese people. one of the kids is Biff's kid. Oh, yeah. that's very possible, isn't it? Though, yeah, he's he's through time, isn't he? Yeah. Biff or Griff or old man Mad Dog Biff or whatever exactly the hell. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There we go. So basically, he's got he he built he builds this machine, Hello. Doc Brown. It's called the Propriety Ultrasonic Subatomic Molecular Redistributor. Okay. Which basically means it just breaks the particles down of something and it sucks it into it. It's like a vacuum, but it can like. Did any of Doc Brown's other inventions work? Well, technically, that head thing works. Yes, right. Because it makes some very specific predictions about Marty that are kind of vague, but may also be yeah, okay. true or All something. Right. Okay. But no, generally not. Okay, good. Not until he had that horrific fall onto his toilet That's seat true, or whatever. Yeah. Then everything started to come together for okay, him. Okay, right. So, it took right. A, so right. if you're a struggling inventor, just smash your head on some porcelain. You'll oh, be absolutely, fine. Yeah. And you'll get some time-displaced kids, which you can kill yourself. That's right. They're like freebies. <laughs> That's right. So Anyway, builds this thing. To test the propriety ultrasonic subatomic molecular redistributor. Can we shorten that down? No. Nope. All right. He has to go 3 million years BC to test it out. Because he's like, I'm not going to test it out in modern day. What if I might like, kill everyone. Yeah, I might kill everyone. I might kill everyone and my kids, which I don't mind so much, but I have to kill all sorts of innocent people. So while he's driving the DeLorean out with his kids, uh, he nearly kills Marty. He actually gets hit by the car, doesn't kill him. And Marty's like, hey, I got my new music video. Jennifer made it for me, but I'm the star. And they're like, shut up. And they leave him. It's, it's a Marty, mostly a Marty-free episode. Oh, yeah. how do you feel about that? I don't like it, Mason, because I don't yeah. like his kids. I don't like him. Okay, right. Yeah. Is, is, is were the kids put in this because his they find Marty, yeah, Marty is unrelatable to yeah because he's surely, like sixteen or whatever. But surely Marty's relatable to children. No, kids only can relate to other kids. I guess kids don't true. look up to anybody who's slightly older than them. That's true. Look at Jake Lloyd, Anakin Skywalker, your hero. Uh huh. Yeah. Still. <laughs> still. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So anyway, they go back there and they get picked up to three billion million BC or whatever. They get picked up by Tyrannodon. No, 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 no. I will not let that slide. Three billion BC and three million BC are very different. Okay, it's somewhere in that ballpark. What do you want from me? No, that's fair, right? Yeah. Yep. So they get picked up by a Tyrannodon or something, one of the big flying ones. But yeah. it's got like a big toucan's beak. It looks like a big bird. It doesn't look like a dinosaur. It saves them from a T-Rex. And, and they're like, what a good... They give it a name. I don't remember what they call it. It's irrelevant. But they name it. That's uh-huh. important because it has a horrible death. 
So good, yeah, that's what you do. If you ever done that, what you do is you go, you 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 go to somebody, you can show them a pencil, yeah, and you're like, this pencil's name's Gary. He's got two kids, and he's just trying to. <laughs> he's he works extra shifts over at the factory to to make make ends meet for his kids. He's a divorced dad, yeah, and they go interesting, and you just snap the pencil in half in front of him. A lot of people are like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> try it at home. Yeah, absolutely. So. <laughs> Doc Brown looks up and then he suddenly realizes that he's transported them back in time to the exact point where the meteor hits the earth and oh, kills no. all the dinosaurs. So what he does, he decides... And also tying this to this cartoon together with the TV series Dinosaurs. Correct. Mm. Well done. Okay. So what, what he decides to do, because apparently he's an idiot, uses the proprietary ultrasonic subatomic molecular redistributor to... Could shorten that. You don't need to. No. To pull it from the sky... Oof. And and cancel it out. They're canceling the apocalypse, Mason. Wow. Yeah. Pacific Rim style. Pacific Rim style. And then they they're like, great, we'll go back in time. We'll go back to the future. I'm sure. Nice. I'm sure. This, like in the thank name you. of like the show. Like, yeah. Sorry. They go back to what's that movie called that we're gonna see? <laughs> they go back to Ready Player One. Nice. I'm tying it all in, Mason. That's very good. Uh, so anyway, they get in the car, and then his son, the dummy, the one is the dummy, has drained the battery on the. On the car because he's watching Marty's rock and roll VHS. Nice. Right? So that's that's good. And then it's at this point in the series that I realized the episode that I realized that this is also edutainment. And I was oh, like, no. you, got, yeah, you, no. you, you, let, mm, you had me going there for a second with your yeah. nonsensical slingshots. I think the cartoon, I think the comic book was also edutainment, but I could skip those panels. Yeah, yeah. So I've learned Couldn't nothing. Couldn't skip this. I need to Learned do this, this episode. Uh-huh. So basically, they explain how to get electricity out of a lemon. Because they charge the battery on the car, so if you ever need to do that, just watch this. If you ever need to episode, charge, if you ever need to fully <laughs> charge a time traveling DeLorean, <laughs> you can use a lemon. No, it was a series of lemons. They used a few lemons. <laughs> Look, I don't mean to be critical. Yeah, but this really punches a hole in the logic of Back to the Future Three. Because if he could have just powered the DeLorean with lemons, that's a really good point, isn't it? Though, yeah. Yeah. There were lemons in the old west probably. Yeah. Yeah, they all had scurvy or whatever. They're probably eating them like eating them left, right, and It was center. probably a treat to eat a really <laughs> sour lemon. That's you know, right. you have a plate of manure, then you yeah. eat a lemon. That's right. <laughs> Christmas time came around, your kids got a lemon each. Had to eat it sparingly. A lemon and you knock one of their teeth out. That's right. All right, maybe they've modified the DeLorean <laughs> since then. Sure. And it, you can power it with lemons. Also the DeLorean exploded. It got hit by a Oh, oh yeah, it did. This is a rebuild DeLorean. So I guess it's a rebuild. Yeah, okay, I don't know. Right. So anyway, they, they lemon powered rebuild. They go. They go back to the, to the future. They go Ready Player One, Mason. Oh yeah. And lo and behold, who would have fucking thought the future's completely changed because the dinosaurs are never wiped out? Yeah. And they built this like Earth-ish civilization, but they're all still giant. So they've zipped around their car. They're like, "What's going on?" Have and they become kind of like weird dinosaur human hybrids, like in the Super Mario Brothers movie? A little bit. They're more like dinosaurs in clothes. Okay, sure, I can. Uh, and also, ti- I can work with that. You can work with that. And time is being erased. Oh, like on. Marty's Marty's really good rock and roll tape has been erased. Oh, what? Yeah, you know, like in the movie, the Back yeah, to the no, Future I get movie. It, yeah, and maybe His family photos slowly him being replaced by a series of dinosaurs. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Mm. And also because why not? There's a there's a Biff dinosaur. So of course there is. He's inescapable. Is there any explanation for that? Nah. Like, did, did you want one? Yeah. Well, there isn't. Did a dinosaur have sex with Biff's ancestors or something? Caveman Biff. My understanding is that because I don't recognise them, I don't think there's been any people. I think it's just been a dinosaur society. 
Yeah, right. Okay, three, sure, sure. For three right. or three billion, three million or but three that billion means years. That Biff, rather than being a weird, like indestructible genetic line for some reason. Yeah. Biff is in fact some sort of evil spirit. Yes. <laughs> like he's some sort of demonic entity that can just enter into like a dim-witted man or a dinosaur and just become it. Yes. That's disturbing yeah. and I love it. It's all it's all it's all news to me. So mm. basically they have to go back to the, in time nice. to to stop them to, to stop them not destroying the meteor or whatever. Oh, is Biff Town and is is the Biff dinosaur portrayed by Tom Wilson? I don't know. Tom Wilson, USA? I, I wish it I wish it was. I wish I knew. Maybe okay. you could look that up, Mason. I have that looked be... it up and it says it is. Ah, great. Well, Biff is. I don't know if Dinosaur Biff is. He'd have to be, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, look, I wasn't watching that closely, to be honest. So they, they go back in time, but in the process, uh, Biff Dinosaur uses his tongue and he sticks onto the DeLorean. I bet he does. And, and they pull it like 100 feet and then they <laughs> go through time and then he's just left there holding his tongue like just a whole lot of stretch taffy like it's just yeah. ruined like that is unusable well, i mean look, he's about to be erased from time yeah but that that dinosaur's life is over well and and, and the, the biff entity has taken many bizarre forms so he's, i'm sure he's not that concerned he's he been any good. any kind of he's been many kinds of multi-dimensional eldritch he's horrors. been a cowboy yeah. he's been donald trump he's yeah. been a future boy exactly and a dinosaur, obviously yeah yeah mm-hmm. so anyway they bring the meteor back and the dumb one uh, you know, his dumb kid, whichever one is the dumb one. Uh, he's he's like, don't leave our friend the dinosaur, you know, the bird dinosaur. And Doc's like, listen, idiot, we can't take this guy. We can't take a dinosaur back with us to uh-huh. the future. So we're going to leave him Even here. Even though it's the name of the <laughs> Even show. Even though it's the name of the show we're in. So we're going to leave him here, right? And the dinosaur's sad. But okay, which which of the, of the, of the brothers mm-hmm. wears a coonskin cap? The dumb one. Okay, that's Vern. Great. Vern often uses his favourite insult, skunkhead. He's a he's a bit he's a tannin. Yeah. <laughs> he's a tannin kid, is all I'm saying. Yeah, no no kid of Doc Brown would wear one of those hats. Also, he's the skunk head. He's wearing a dead animal on yeah, his head. Right? What's wrong with this guy? I know, right. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so anyway, they leave the dinosaur, but the dinosaur gives them a little bit of a kind of thumbs up. Not really, but he's pretty happy about being obliterated. Of course. Because it is. And they get back to modern day Earth and Marty's there and he's like, Hey, I'm still here. I'm irrelevant to this story. And then um I don't know. And then there's a little bird flies up and they're like, this bird just looks like the dinosaur we just left. So maybe it's its ancestor. Maybe oh, it's got the spirit sounds, maybe it's got the spirit of Biff in it. I don't sounds know. like a lot of learning to me. <laughs> yeah. Gross. We'll get we'll buckle in, Mason, because as the as the episode wraps up, it cuts back to live action Doc Brown and he's like, What an adventure I had! This was fun! <laughs> Marty! That's pretty Great, good, right? Great stuff. Yeah, good, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Bill Nye, the science guy, and then he does the lemon experiment. He's like, you can power a clock radio with this. And I'm like, this is fucking useless. This is useless information. It was useless then. It's useless now. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Bill Nye. Would you trust, the actor Bill would you Nye-y? trust a lemon-powered like alarm clock? No. Absolutely not. What if the lemons dry out overnight? What if it runs out of juice? Very good. Can, we have to end on that high note, don't yeah, we? Absolutely. <laughs> and by that, our everything. We're going to end everything. There's no more episodes of this. No more episodes of our podcast, The Weekly Planet. It's out every Monday, though. All right. Got a whole back catalogue. Yep. And hopefully a front catalogue. That's linked below. We do this every Tuesday, and there's videos here every Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Why don't you give this a bloody subscribe, Mason? Okay. You've done it already? Uh, look, I haven't moved either of my hands to my phone to do that subscription thing that you mentioned. Yep, yep. But trust me... I'm gonna. And give it a like while you're at it, Mason. Yep, gonna do that too. I I believe you.
Great. Good. I'm very trustworthy. You certainly are. Thanks for watching this, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Grab that gem, you guys. See you next Wait, time. You really, you really <laughs> peed it out there. It's almost like you ran out of juice. Hey! Nice. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.